Gather your geek. It's time to head out for our road trip across America that will scare your pants off. Along the way, with your hosts, you'll be setting up camp in some of the scariest places they can find. Discover each episode a cryptid, a haunting, and a strange encounter. Climb aboard a cryptid camper if you're brave enough. Take it away, Shay. Live from our cryptid camper, I'm Shay, and I'm here with my good friend Tom, and we'd like to thank you for joining us for Season 3, Episode 7 of Scare Your Pants Off, our American road trip. In today's episode, we've set up camp in Hawaii. How you doing, Tom? I am really, really good. How are you? <clears throat> I'm really, really good. And I am <laughs> really glad I have the haunt because my pronunciation of some of the stuff that you're going to have to contend with would not be wonderful. So I'm very happy I have the haunt today, and but I also can't wait to hear you talk about your stuff. But uh. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you on that. Yeah, some of these, you know, because we're in Hawaii, these uh, Polynesian and Hawaiian words, it's just, you know, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by the language and all the letters in these words. I got, it, it just, it's a beautiful, beautiful influence, but it's, yeah, some of these words are really, really tough. Um, yeah, but no, I'm good. I'm good. You, um, so I, I, uh, I think I'm on episode seven of Yellow the Jackets now. So I, I finally mm-hmm. signed up and uh for the free month or whatever it is and for showtime and oh, what a good show. What a, and it's funny, I, I don't know why though, this season the hype isn't as high as it was around the first season for some reason. And I don't know why that is. But because I think the season is very, very good so far. I, you know, um, I, I got two more episodes, but um, whew, wow, wow. It's it's so good. But uh, so some possibly good news. I don't know how true it is. I don't know whatever. But Eric and I were reading that they're actually so in the first season, there was 10 episodes and this one is only nine. However, we're. We saw that there might possibly actually be a tenth episode that's like a standalone story featuring just the young girls, oh. or just, the, just them as kids. So I don't know if that's actually going to be a thing. I hope it is, but that'd be awesome. I love when shows do that too. Um, that would be really cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't. I can't get enough of that show. You, I mean, God, I wish it would just. Oh, it's incredible. It's, What's so crazy too is, I mean, so far, I'm, I'm, like I said, I have, well, if I'm on seven, so I have eight, nine, um, there's so much of the story that they just still haven't even touched, like, is what I love too, because that was one guy uh, I work with who watches it with his girlfriend, he's older, he's like 70, but he watches it with his girlfriend, and um he was just like, yeah, they don't even, they haven't even talked about this, and he was kind of like, bummed they had i said and i was like pete that's that's what's great i mean that they have so many places that they can still go in these upcoming seasons and everything like that but it's uh yeah oh god it's so good the actors are great it just uh, um yeah 
yeah. how are you liking and i know this is a, this is a small part of it but um how do you feel about the addition of elijah wood so um <laughs> i like i think so far so you know um i like i'm you know Misty just got in the art, you know, jumped out of a car and told him to take a life. I know he comes back a little bit because I fell asleep on one episode and woke up and saw him in a part, but I made sure to turn it off real quick so I didn't know what was happening. Um, yep. uh, so I, I, I like it. Uh, Misty and her, when she goes into the, the, the water thing to think at, at uh, Lottie's, um, you know, retreat and... <laughs> She has like the the vision where they're dancing and the owl note, Mister Obsidian or something. I, can't, I forget what he's called. And uh, so weird. It was just so weird, but it was so great. But uh, yeah, so far I I really like it because I think he's he 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 looks and sounds like those. <laughs> people that he is portraying uh you know those online sleuth nerd sort of yeah. not the, and, I, and i'm not saying nerd in a derogatory term I, I consider myself a nerd you know but you know the, that uh, so yeah so far i like it what about you so i don't like it i love it i adore <laughs> it I, i'm I absolutely am here for it in every way possible to the point where now I don't know a lot about Elijah Wood or Christina Ricci's personal life. I don't, I don't really get into that stuff, but in my head, if they're not together, they should be because that's the best couple I've ever seen in TV ever. They're adorable and I love them. And he is so I'm not going to get into a lot because some there's some stuff with him at the very end that is so badass and it's awesome and you're going to absolutely love it. But I'm going to stop there because I'm not going to give anything away. But yeah, no, I'm I'm absolutely here for him being on the show and probably most of the other shows that I watch because I love Elijah Wood. And I never knew that either. But yeah, no, very recently I'm coming to find out he might be there on my uh, top five list. Nice. Yeah, I... Um... Yeah, I, I like, he's not my favorite, but, you know, I like him in most everything. I'm not a huge, it's, uh, he's Lord of the Rings, right? Or, yep, you know, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not huge on those movies and stuff, but um, even that he's good, you know, he's good in everything. I, I, I liked him in uh, Sin City. That's my favorite thing that he's ever been in. And he doesn't even speak yeah. in that. He just plays, I think it's Kevin is his name in that. And, um, but I just love, he's good in everything. I mean, I guess I can't say I don't like him, even though it's just, I think he's one of those actors I just don't think about. He's good in everything. So yeah. if he's on the screen. I enjoy him. If he's not, I don't necessarily miss him in, in anything, but yeah. So. Well he's so strange too like he's just he's very eclectic maybe like i can't even like i can't really put him in a category but he's just very strange he's strange that's just what it is he's very strange and i think he's in i can't remember what the movie's called but he's in the movie a movie and i think it's called mannequin where um 
I don't even know. But it's just look up an Elijah Wood movie with a mannequin and it's it's totally weird and creepy, but it's fantastic. But uh yeah, I yeah, I love Elijah Wood, but um what else you got going on? Not much, not much. I mean, I've been working we get into summer. Um and again, it just gets busy at work because you know a lot of people on vacation start going on vacation so we're down you know down head counts for the night and stuff so it's like i've been i've been doing 50 plus every 50 plus hours every week here so it's uh that's about it trying trying to keep up with my shows and even that it's it's tough right now yeah so what about you um oh i watched um I'm not done with it yet, but I've been watching Silo. And do you like it or? I do. And I didn't. So at first I like, I was just like, all right, this is all right. Like it, it was good. It was a good watch, but um, I find myself thinking about it a lot while I'm not watching it. And that's for me, that's a high point in the show because I don't generally, if it's not on, I don't care, but um, it's, I'm super intrigued and I'm super, like I'm, I'm populating my own theories that I'm sure I'll find out like towards the end. But like I feel, um, like they just briefly lost power, so everybody got to see for a second what the world actually looked out looked like outside of the silo, and then and then it went away. But it's it's weird. Like nobody's reacting to that. Like nobody's nobody's like, oh, what was that? What were we seeing? Like nobody said anything, and it's been like a whole episode now. So I'm a little confused, and um. I find it funny that they're putting them in not a spacesuit, but like I say a spacesuit, so it looks like a spacesuit kinda. It does. With a yeah, with like oxygen or something pumping into it, but they're dying within seconds of or minutes maybe of being outside, supposedly. Obviously we know it doesn't stay that way because his wife's missing, but I don't know. I now I feel like maybe they're drugging them somehow and and then you know they're escaping somewhere being taken so i don't know i'm very confused by the whole thing and a little irritated by the fact that no one is acknowledging what they saw on the camera but everyone saw it so i'm hoping that happens yeah so i had the same thought uh when he goes out and then they're and they're you pump in and you hear him breathing heavy and i i'm just like they gotta be like pumping poison or sedatives or something through through there and then uh, you know for them to and you guys can't see because we're not a video but i'm doing air quotes die because we're not 100 percent sure that they're even dead out there because he, you know, he when he did come out he goes you were right he says about his wife that had gone out previously to him but uh yeah no i'm the same way with that show it's one of those where it's like when as I'm watching it, I'm like, all right, this is this is kind of cool. Like, even though a lot of times those type of shows aren't just my my bag sort of dystopian stuff, and but then I found myself thinking about it, like you, and I'm like, yeah. well, I I do like this show more than I even realize because I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about the scenes and what's going on and trying to figure out the stuff in my head while it's not on and that is that's high praise for a show like you said that's that's high praise because it's i don't do that with most shows most shows i watch it and then i'm i'm on to the next show and thinking of, you know so it's definitely definitely interesting i'm um, i'm very curious to see where it goes with that one 
No, me too. Um, I don't know. You got anything else? Uh, no, I think I'm good there. Time for the cryptid. All right. Do you want to dive on into your cryptid for Hawaii? I do. And, oh, Hawaii is fun. It's, um, they got a ton of cool cryptids and they're steeped in that Hawaiian and Polynesian folklore. So they, uh, have really, really good, rich stories. So I had a lot of fun. I know, I know I say that about everything. I had a lot of fun with this. And I could have picked The Wrath of Pele, Mo's Water Guardians, The Napuka Flower, The Poly Highway Pork, The Oamakua. <laughs> Sorry, I know. Um, the Green Lady Snatcher. Uh, the Night Marchers, I almost picked them, um, but I did not, because I, uh, and those were just a few that I could have picked from, but I'm going to talk about the Menahune. Have you ever heard of them? So, <laughs> yes. Ooh, so, a couple things. Yes. All right. I need you, I need you to backtrack for a second. Mm -hmm. Did you say the Poly Highway pork like as in p-o-r-k like pork yes okay okay well that's something i have to google yes and then it's very interesting <laughs> and then i'm hearing you say the green lady snatcher and it's and in my in my weird little head uh or my weird head or whatever uh, i'm i'm trying to contemplate on whether or not it's a green lady or a green thing that snatches ladies, or a thing that snatches green ladies. Obviously, it can't be green ladies, but if it is green ladies, they're really not a big danger because I don't think there's a lot of green ladies. But I digress. Um, I, so, I, I left out a word. I'm sorry. It's oh. Green lady child snatchers. Um, oh. I'm, <laughs> I left out child. It's the green lady child snatchers. Oh, that is very different. Oh my! Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, as you were talking, I, I went back and looked at my note, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's that changes everything." <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> that that changes. Yeah, nope. I I now have a very clean and clear picture of <laughs> what is happening there. Um, however, still poly highway pork still intrigued. Um, <laughs> now. I made a bet with myself as to which cryptid I thought you were going to pick in Hawaii. And I, and I actually guessed right. So I'm, I'm very glad you did pick that one, but do you know where the first time I heard of that was? No, I have no idea. I was eight or nine years old, maybe. Um, and it was maybe a little bit younger even. Um, it was an episode of full house when they went to Hawaii okay. and Michelle and Stephanie uh, thought they encountered them. They were looking for them, and then thought they encountered them. Holy cow! I remember the episode, and I vaguely remember them like running around the island looking for something. I did not. What? It was the Menahune, huh? Yep. Holy shit! That's wild. Yeah. Wow, I I had I did not remember that though part of it. I remember that episode. Now that you say it vaguely, you know, just in, in bits and pieces. Wow. 
full, full house beat us to the punch on the Menahune. <laughs> they really did. Uh, all right. So the legend states that the Menahune were a group of mischievous little people or dwarfs who lived in the forests and valleys of the Hawaiian Islands before the first settlers arrived from Polynesia. Uh, they were said to be the first inhabitants of Hawaii. These Menahune, who roamed the deep forest at night, were said to be about two feet tall on average, although some were said to be as little as six inches, small enough to fit in the palm of one of your hands, actually. That's, I love that. Um, yep. They were said to enjoy dancing, singing, and, and archery. Their favorite foods were said to be bananas and fish. They were said to be master builders and craftsmen and would use their great strength to build temples, fish ponds, roads, canoes, houses, and many other things. One of these structures, actually, is the Kiki Aola, also known as the Menahune Ditch, a historic and architectural marvel uh, that is an irrig irrigation ditch that funnels water from the Waimea River on Kauai. Another one of their amazing feats is the legendary overnight creation of the Alicoco fish pond on Kauai. Archaeologists estimate that the fish pond to be around a thousand years old. It is said that they built the Alicoco fish pond for a princess and her brother. The shy, diminutive group lined up in a double row, which stretched 25 miles to the distance Makaweli. The Menahune then would pass stones hand to hand to build the pond. They worked at night as usual, as not to be seen by others, cutting, transporting, and thinning stones for their projects in, in a long bucket for grade. It is said that if the Menahune are seen or discovered during any of the construction of any of their projects, they will abandon it. Also, if they cannot finish the, any project in one night, they will also abandon it. It is said the Menahune were promised no one would watch them while they worked or else they would abandon the project. However, one night, two royal siblings snuck out and watched the thousands of Menahune at work. Uh, eventually, they would fall asleep. And then at sunrise, the Menahune discovered them. Upset that they had been just you know, watched while they were doing construction, they turned the the prince and princess into twin stone pillars that can be seen today in the mountains above the fish pond. Another part of the folklore that has been passed down through the generations is that of the three Menahune of Ainahau. Again, I apologize. I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering a lot of these words. The Anahau is a forest on the north side of Halikala crater on Maui. The three Menahune were called Halulu, Molawa, and Alidi. 
and all three possessed very unique and unusual powers. Hayalulu translates to tremble. And it seemed like he was always cold because he was trembling. But his magic gift was that when he would start shaking, he would become invisible and could travel anywhere without detection. Elevi Elev in Hawaii means quick and nimble. So whenever he moved, he was so quick, he disappeared and no one could follow him. Molawa name means lazy but what pe what most people did not know that whenever he appeared to be sleeping or lazy his magical self became imperceptible and he would go around the island performing good deeds i love that i just love the idea of him going performing good deeds um so a few fun and maybe not so fun but like interesting little factoids uh about them this one's kind of fun is that they they're known to use magic arrows to pierce the heart of angry people uh and these arrows once they hit the heart would ignite feelings of love instead of anger and a fun fact here and this isn't so fun. It said that they were displaced by uh, the first settlers from Polynesia, but a little. I found this very interesting. In an official census in 1820 on the island of Kauai, they listed 65 of the residents as Menahune. Thought that was kind of cool. So was really cool, right? Yeah. That's what I have for these little guys. So I I love that there's a census out there with with them on it. That's like because because it's funny because usually on the cryptids it's oh I think I saw one I possibly saw one someone said they saw one these have been documented as being there that is the coolest friggin' thing like i you know it's i know i, I feel like that almost gives more validity to it even because i mean they're acknowledging and they're acknowledging that they were there like a hundred percent they're they're putting them on the census that's really cool i thought yeah i love that little fact joy so they um remind me of an another little guy that we talked about early on and i was wondering if you got a, a, any of those vibes so I'm definitely getting, so I'm getting a couple things. I'm getting a little bit of like a Pukwudgie That's kind of feel to saying. it, right? Yeah, because they're, they're said to be a little bit mischievous, um, so, you know, and they're little, you know, they're smaller and humanoid. So that was what I was going for. But you getting some other vibes too, or? I'm getting, um, so it's, I'm, I'm getting... And it could be because I'm thinking about the episode of Full House, too, because um, I'm not, not going to lie. I love that episode. Uh, like, and there's like, they have, there is like a cave-ish uh, aspect of it. They can be in like caverns and stuff like that. And um, and I am immediately thinking almost Tommyknocker kind of feel to it. Because, again, they're mischievous, but they're, they're helpful, oh, yeah. but they're maybe not always helpful and um but i do love how much do you love 
the concept of being able to sleep, your body being at rest and rejuvenating for the day, but you're still doing something good. I love that. Yeah, I do too. I, 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 I just love the I, something to, just so wholesome about it, and he's invisible, doing good deeds, and just, uh, just, yeah, I love that. And like you said, they're supposed to be at rest. You're, you're looking at, suppose you're looking at this guy sleeping or being lazy, but actually he's not there. It's crazy. It's, it's very, very cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There, these are interesting. That quite, quite interesting. I, I, I had so much fun doing it and just how rich the, the stories are about these guys, little guys and just how ingrained like you said ingrained into the culture showing up on censuses like so cool it was very cool all right well if you're okay with it i'm gonna dive into my haunting oh please go for it time for the hunt so this one isn't super long but it's Rich in history, it's something that everybody has heard of, even though not possibly not by this name. Um, but I'm going to actually talk today about the Hickman Air Force Base, Base in Oahu, Hawaii. Have you heard of that? No. So it was it was built in 1938 as Hickman Field. Uh, it was active from 1938 to 2010, and it was built to help the over of another uh, Air Force base um, in Hawaii. Now, it was named for Horace Meek Hickman, who was an aviation pioneer, and he was killed in an aircraft accident about a year prior. So they named it for him. Now, uh, personnel began moving in in January of 1940 and was fully occupied by September 30th of 1940. So fully occupied, fully operational by that point. Uh, by May of 1941, the base had 754 officers, 6,706 enlisted men, and 233 aircrafts that called this base home. Now, here's where it's going to get really familiar. On December 7th of 1941, yep, it was bombed. It was bombed to uh, eliminate its capability of helping in war efforts with uh, their aircraft. And 189 people were killed and over 300 were injured. And this is what we know as the attack on Pearl Harbor. Yes. So it would eventually come to have that name, but in its origin, it was the Hickman Air Force Base. Now, obviously, that was catastrophic, and that is the thing that we all learn about in school. We all know it, it happened. We know where it happened. We know what it led to. We know we know the whole thing. Now, I'm going to change lanes a little because I feel like that is something that has been ingrained in all of us. I'm going to tell you some things about the base that maybe, we did, maybe you guys didn't know because I didn't know them, but who knows. Now... In 1970, the base was the home of Operation Homecoming, which is fantastic. Operation Homecoming was when 591 American POW 
were released from Vietnam. And that's where that's where they came to basically be debriefed and and reunited. In 1973, Operation Babylift slash New Life happened there, and it's they housed evacuees and refugees from Southeast Asia. And in the 80s and 90s, this one was really cool. I never knew this. Um, space shuttle flights actually lifted from there, which is kind of cool. I didn't know that. Right? It is interesting. Yeah, super interesting. Now, onto the hauntings. There is hauntings galore. There's so much activity on this base. You have all of all of the stuff that you hear really everywhere. You're gonna obviously you're gonna hear footsteps, you're gonna hear uh disembodied voices. Uh, there are also uh, flittering orbs of light that have been seen. You do, unfortunately, occasionally hear crying. You, unfortunately, also can hear people who are in pain, like they've been wounded or hurt or possibly leaving the earthly plane at that moment. Um, another cool, uh, this one actually isn't cool, but it, it, it's kind of cool, but it said that you can hear the sounds of bombings once in a while when nothing is going on. There is no actual bombings going on, but it said that you can hear like a the sound of bombings. Um, there is a ghost named Charlie, who is my second favorite part of this whole hunt, and I'll tell you my first one after. But Charlie is a little mischievous. Uh, he likes to change radio stations and make communication a little hard. And... Um, he likes to throw things around. I've never seen that he has hurt anybody. I've never seen that he's hit anybody with the objects that he throws. Just that he kind of wants you to know he's there. So he's he's a little rambunctious. So I kind of I kind of love Charlie. That's awesome. Now, my favorite, and it's funny because it's it's a very small thing. It's nothing super predominant, but it's not something you hear exactly this way very often. But it gives me an image in my head that it is just it's so cool and it just kind of takes me there. But there are claims of a disembodied phonograph music. Right? Really? Yeah, and I, I don't I'm just I'm just picturing it sounding like something from like I, the nineteen forties, whatever. I'm just, I don't know, and I'm picturing it echoing down the hallways because you know a phonograph sounds different than anything else. It doesn't sound like a boombox or a CD player or an iPod or mm -hmm. or anything like that. It's it's so different. Wow. But that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's it's such a neat image. But um, that is all I have for for the um the Hickman Air Force Base. But what did you think? I love it. I actually like. I didn't know it was actually called Hickman, that's my bad on me or bad on um, the American public school system, maybe. <laughs> um, um, but it makes a hundred percent sense why I, it would be haunted. I mean, all those deaths, it's uh, 138 or 180 or something. Um, so uh, clearly, but it, it, it's gonna be haunted. Um, very interesting. I, I didn't know much about this. I found it the space shuttles that I had no idea about that uh, out of there. Um, I, I love 
the idea, well, I shouldn't say love, and you you did the same thing when you're talking about the idea of hearing bombs. Like, you know, I don't I don't love the idea of bombs, but the idea that there's like ghost bomb sounds, it just I haven't I hadn't heard that before, so I really like that. Um Charlie, great. I love mischievous ghosts letter doing just you know you know messing with you but not like maliciously it's more in a in a fun manner um the disembodied phonograph uh, aside from being cool because i love i'm obsessed with phonographs and i like i love old music things big big on um, listening to vinyl and stuff like that but phonographs like you see them now and they're they almost have an eerie look to them regardless because they are so sort of out of a uh, another time you know so the idea of a disembodied phone like that's super eerie super eerie um yep yeah no this is a great great um great choice because yeah i hadn't thought of i you know obviously it makes sense to me now i hadn't really thought about how haunted that place must be with all that yeah. with all of that death and destruction and just yeah, no, great choice. Great choice. Love it. Thank you. All right. Well, you have our strange encounter. Time for the strange encounter. I do. And Hawaii does have a lot of sightings, but not a lot of them have a ton of info. Uh, you know, it's a lot of, and we've talked about this on other episodes, there's a lot of, oh, we saw a light in the sky, heard a sound, something like that. And while those are cool and everything, we like to give you guys a little bit of substance when we're talking about these strange encounters, because, I mean, that's what makes them fun. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a little tough finding, st- uh, you know, some good stories with meat on the bone, but, you know, I found one. But also, I want to talk about how the, you know, why is the home to the uh, the Mauna Kea Observatory, which is home of one of the world's or the world's most powerful telescope. It was, it was actually the telescope that detected Umama, which you guys have heard me talk about. in the past, which was a intergalactic, we're not 100% sure, but it's the first thing ever observed that came from a different galaxy into up and passed through ours. That it's the first thing we have observed that does that. And there's debate on whether it was, whether it's a piece of a comet or a meteorite, or if you listen to Avi Loeb, the Harvard, controversial Harvard astrophysicist, he believes it's either alien tech or alien debris. Um, again, he's very controversial, Avilo. He, uh, you know, he's he, he's gone on to claim that, you know, we have secret packs with aliens, our government does, and claim that the reason Donald Trump created the Space Force was to protect us against aliens. And so, uh, you know, you can take it, his, what he says with a grain of salt, if that's your 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 bag there. But I'm going to talk about one that occurred on January 29th of 2007 when surfers at Koala Bay 
got in an unexpected light show. At approximately 6.20 p.m., a crowd formed along the Kualo Basin and Ala Moana Beach Park. When two lights were seen in the sky, Honolulu resident Peter Hollingsworth would describe it as two lights circling in the sky about 45 degrees above the horizon. It was like two little fireballs with a stream behind it. Looked kind of like a shooting star, but it just kept going. Then it would change directions a few times. At first it was coming in this direction. And again, he's uh, relaying this either to uh, the police or a newspaper. So I don't know what this direction is. Um, but it, he then says it then turned into the other direction before coming back in this direction again. And then I said Hollingsworth, who was actually surfing with his 12-year-old son at the time. Obviously, as he sees this, he becomes a bit concerned and frightened, and uh, he tells his son to get out of the water, and he obviously follows. And they then sat and watched from the beach this the, they sat and watched this light show or whatever it was. He said to a, he actually said to his son, "Come and sit with me. This may be our last surf session. This thing is coming straight for Honolulu, almost like out of a scene out of Armageddon." He just he just you're not sure what's going on, and uh, I don't know if we'll ever be sure because according to the FAA. Uh, they had no reports of anything unusual on any of their radars from any of their, you know, traffic control people, nothing. And uh, the National Weather Service said nothing showed up on their radar as well. And soon after, people started to claim that, oh, no, 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 it was a missile defense test conducted by the U.S. military. Um because there's a base, obviously not far from there. Uh, you know, Shay talked about Hickman. Uh, and we know for a hundred, it is a hundred percent confirmed that there was a missile test that evening. So, but the problem is the test did not start until 7.20 p.m., a full hour after the sighting. So, it really couldn't, and I'm not even sure if the U.S. military or government was actually pushing this theory, but it did get out and people were pushing it on the island, saying that it was definitely that. Most scientists believe that it was some sort of contrail from a high-flying aircraft that was definitely man-made. And just for you guys out there, contrails are, you know, when you look in the sky and you see something flying, you see that sort of like white or gray streak behind them. That's kind of a contrail. And contrails are caused by high flying aircrafts burning hydrogen based fuels. One of the byproducts of, of the fuel exhaust is water. And then the air is um, very cold. So the water then condenses and forms little drops very quickly. And then these drops stay behind 
the airplane, causing that white light. And um, eventually they warm up and then they evaporate. And that's why, you know, you'll see it up there and then you'll kind of see it go away after a few seconds or minutes or whatever it is because they do evaporate. So that's pretty much what I have on this sighting. Um, I don't really like any of the explanations that uh, that they've given, but what do you think? So I, I don't like any of their explanations either. Uh, but some, one part of that story, though, stood out, and it's funny because it's a small part. It's not – what stood out to me is his father and his 12-year-old son are out there surfing, and they see this thing, and he they get out of the water, and he sits, and he says, come sit with me. And in his head at that moment, they have a front row to the apocalypse or their, their apocalypse or whatever. And it's, and it's, I actually, I do, I have goosebumps thinking about it to have that peace of mind and, and just be so accepting of that's it. It's over. Come sit with me. Cause if my last minutes are, you know, on earth or right now they're, I'm going to sit with you and probably have my arm around my son and, and just watch it hit us. And it, that is beautiful and terrifying, and, but mostly beautiful. That was, I, that was my favorite part of the whole thing. That was, I, I like, I'm seeing that in my head and it's terrifying, but it's, it's, it's so much love right there. I love that. I'm glad you brought that up because it is a small part, but it's a very telling part. And yeah, it is. It's kind of crazy how calm and just like, yeah, this might be it. So let's do it together. It is, it is, it's some, it's almost right out of a movie. Like I said, like Armageddon or something. It's, it is quite, quite um, a touching or beautiful little moment in there. That's, I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, yeah, no, that was awesome that was a that was a great um that was a great strange encounter i uh so yeah just real quick it's like all these explanations that these they come up with so this thing is changing directions so back and forth how is it a missile people like i just like i it, it, it's kind of crazy some of the, the uh the uh the whatever they try to say that these things are because a lot of them it just doesn't make sense because what did they say they said uh a missile con even contrails it's like this guy's watching basically a light and fireball go across the sky and you can tell the difference between a contrail you know which you see behind planes on a daily and what's happening here it just it, I find I find it infuriating sometimes just that the the, uh, the reasoning for these things to to happen, and then the missile defense yeah like the missile the missiles were an hour later, so yeah, I just, just sometimes guys with these strange encounters when the, these explanations they just don't make any sense, and I'm not saying that automatically makes it. Oh, it's alien. But what they're giving us is almost insulting. It just, that's yeah. a lot of the time here with these things. But anyway. That's no, I is. agree. It is insulting because they, they genuinely think we're stupid. And it's, um, 
just even right down to the the time not lining up and they're they're still sticking to it yeah. time doesn't like <laughs> i don't even know uh. all right well yeah great again straight great strange encounter um i also find it cool that you just finished episode seven of um yellow jackets and we're closing up episode seven of season three that's kind of cool but um <laughs> i don't know other than that you got anything else for me today i don't all right well everybody thanks for listening and be sure to join us next week when we set up camp in illinois until then happy camping thanks guys As always, our hosts would like to thank you for joining. If you enjoyed the program, please be sure to like, follow, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Find us on Instagram at ScareYourPantsOffPod, no spaces, or on Twitter, ScareYourPantsOffPodcast. Or send us an email with questions, comments, and fan art to scare your pants off nine at gmail see you next time